0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Scope. And now, here are your hosts, Jared, Adam, and Shane. Everybody. Welcome back to the scope. This is exciting episode 313, 313, 313, mm-hmm. however you want to call it. Uh, we're back. I, I say this pretty much every time after a hiatus. We are back. Um, uh, this time our hiatus was five months long. So I think it takes us back to March or April, somewhere in there. It's been a long time. A lot of things have happened. Uh, Jared, Adam, thank you for agreed to get back together, reform the band. And, this was our uh,
1: second attempt at it. Uh, the night last week when we were supposed to record, uh, my internet decided to go out for the entirety of the evening. Just gone, 5 p.m. until I went to bed around midnight. No internet. So I got to take
2: uh, credit blame for that. I had my fantasy draft that night. At first, yeah. I thought it'd be fine. I could do both, ignore you guys mostly, uh, uh, for <laughs> those two hours and then realize it would just be better if I sabotaged yeah. Jared's internet. It's, uh, fair. It's, a sh- it's, fair. it's a
0: shame you took two Vikings backup quarterbacks in your draft because they might Both be gone. out of the league. Look <laughs> okay, at here. We everybody. got the new
1: one. We, they tried to, Oh, here we go. And Here's this is probably dude. one of your new things you need to talk about.
0: Yeah, this is Jerome right here. He's one of our new cats. He will be uh, making an appearance throughout the show, I'm sure, for people that are watching on YouTube. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, it's a new cat world here in the double bitches. I mean, the Shane P house. Uh, <laughs> the last time we, <laughs> the last time uh, we did a show, I had a big long sol- soliloquy about Turk the cat. He was our cat that uh, pretty much was around since Audrey started school, and he passed away in a very sad sort of way. It was devastating to the house. It's still really sad. Actually, we still really miss him. Um, but uh, with all things rebirth right here first black cat i've ever had so very very exciting um wow and guess what adam it's not one but two cats because there's another cat running around named Finn, named after yeah stranger things that's all audrey's doing uh, because we lost our second cat shortly after turk our gotcha. our really our really old cat passed away uh, got kind of went downhill uh good chance it was probably because turk was gone and a lot of things are happening around the house and so it was a really sad few months for us and uh, it's really nice to have cat energy in the house so that's good um so we've been gone for five months i asked jared and adam and i did this as, as well make a list of all the crap you've done over the past five months and we'll pick one thing from each of our lists to discuss we'll do it quick Adam, you—I'm always excited what you're up to because um, I read about <laughs> you in the, the trades. The rumor mills the, trades, all, the, the rumors are always flying with Adam, uh, so I can't wait to hear what he's done and pick something exciting to talk about. So I, I did my, my, to, he's, my, uh, I, I just my read near... he's about to
1: star in a new uh, Wonder Man series uh, w- along with uh, uh, Sir Ben Kingsley coming back as Travis Slattery. Are you—is it true you're playing Wonder Man?
2: I know zero of the words that you just said. (laughs) Uh, So I feel very out of touch. Uh, I did explain to my nearly four-year-old that I am doing a podcast, which I then tried to explain to him what it means. And then Mandy said, dad's kind of famous. And (laughs) then he kind of looked at me in awe. Like, you know, like he, yeah, he, he believed it. So that was, you know, exciting.
0: That so. is exciting, and you are sort of famous. Uh, when, uh, this is I, this
2: that that was a, a slow uh, uh, response to me being in the trades. Uh, that was gotcha, uh,
0: Shane's. Yes. You, brought yeah. you brought it around. Yeah, you brought around the the Northern Twin Cities metro area trades uh, dealing with all the famous uh, ins and outs and hootenannies that go on. So, Adam, yeah, bring, give me, me, your bring list. me the
2: news dot com
0: com. Adam, what have you done in the last five months? Give us a bullet-pointed list.
2: Uh, okay, you want a list, and then we're going to talk about one? Or what do you want yeah, to Yeah, you, you
1: do a list. You'll give us if, a list, and we'll decide which one we want yeah. to hear about. I mean, oh, if gosh. there's one okay. that's
0: really good, like, you know, give us some sort of verbal or nonverbal cue. But we'll, J- Jared and I are pretty Ash. good judge of characters.
2: Yeah. Uh, sure. Let's see. I went to a concert, a musical concert with uh, okay. music uh, yeah. that was for Interpol. <laughs> Um, I went to see a live podcast with my mom. Uh, that was the Dollop. Um, okay. the went... cooking show, the Dollop. It's a yeah. podcast where two guys talk about stuff. Usually, a, something in history, and one of them tells the historical facts. The other one, you know, tells jokes.
1: See, when I hear Dollop, my brain immediately goes to Dollop of Daisy. The I understand. So I thought There's,
2: cooking. Yeah um it's like a i don't know big ish podcast it sold out the fitzgerald theater so wow
1: yeah and i've never heard of it so that's crazy um i, mean, I went to a live comedy can, show do you think, do you think we sure. could sell out the, the fitzgerald if we booked it yeah
2: i mean if we booked it as like not the scope if we booked it as
1: yeah like something else if we else. were,
0: if we we were should, yeah. yeah yeah
1: pretended we were a famous band yeah, yeah. Let's, let's book, book it book
0: as, as as the strokes <clears throat> yeah,
2: I was gonna sure. say the Doughboys that would work too. You know, there's a lot of <laughs> options out there. Um, I went to a live comedy show to see Comedy Bang Bang. Um, I then uh, that was a few days before my birthday, and then on my birthday I got COVID, so I probably got COVID at the uh, at that show. Um, so that I was my uh, yeah. exciting uh, COVID adventure. Um, I saw some movies. Um, I in got the- in theaters. I got a steamed deck. Oh, oh, there you go.
0: look at that.
2: Um that was pretty much, you know, that's All pretty right. much it. Okay, uh, so you- next month we go on a, a week-long vacation to uh to the beach with my family.
1: Nice. Uh, and then you'll next. get covid next again. Month. So mm-hmm. that'll be fun. Well, we just had it.
2: I had it 3 weeks ago, so I'm probably yeah. okay
0: for a few months.
1: I don't know. we'll see.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dr J- so jared we've we've heard I adam's just, there's a list. lot of
1: covid going around out right now
0: we've heard adam's yeah? list yeah what intrigues you the most what what jumps out to you
1: oh, what intrigues me the most so a bunch mm-hmm. of live shows mm-hmm. some movies and theaters
0: and that's it show with right? his mom we always love adam's mom stories because they're always mm. good let's go with mm. that that would be my favorite okay okay so adam you saw a podcast yeah. with your mom is that what that is
2: yeah, I don't know if they were recording it, but the dollop is a podcast. Uh, here, I will give you. Here's an example of the dollop. Okay. They had a four-part series on Steven Seagal, uh, where they did a deep dive about Steven Seagal and all the you know craziness that is that is him. Uh, so that's kind of one end of the spectrum of, of shows they do. The show in in St. Paul that they did was about the uh, World War One era. Uh, union busting uh, in Minneapolis, Saint Paul, um, mm. and the Do they tend to mayor- bring a
1: local flavor to their to their yes. live shows.
2: I this is I don't know I've never listened to their live shows before, but that's the mm. impression I got. Okay. Um, so they spent two hours telling about how the mayor of Minneapolis at the time was a real son of a bitch, uh, along with the city council, and yeah, some things um, never change. So- <laughs> and yeah. they uh, they they didn't like unions, and um, they spent yeah. So it was an interesting um, bit oh, of Oh, They got a four part
1: series on Aaron Burr. Holy cow!
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys. Um, I will say uh, it's worth a listen. The, the only reason I did this was because two weeks prior to that, uh, my mom was supposed to come uh, to town. No, maybe four weeks prior. Will got COVID. Neither Mandy or I did. Um, hmm. but will did. Yeah. It was weird. Um, daycare, daycare probably, or, yeah, school or something day. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my mom, so had to you isolated marriage.
0: him for 10 days. He didn't see anyone. You slid for, like fruit food under, under, under the door. door and that was it.
2: Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, it was a rough uh, time for him, but, uh, great for Mandy and I, we had uh, more freedom <laughs> than we've had in, in years. Um, so anyway, <laughs> my, my mom came and I was like, Oh, I should do something. Um, you know, that, you know, especially since you had to change your plans and everything. So that was like literally the only thing in town <laughs> that we, wow. um, so we, I think Bill Maher was also at one of the casinos, but I can't stand mm. the guy. Um, mm. so yeah, we went to that. She had, I was like, I don't know what she's going to think about this. The two guys, um, one of them is, has a near unbearable laugh. Um, (laughs) so I mean, I would give the show a chance. Um, and then if what happens, what happens to me happens to you and you, Instantly get annoyed. Turn it off. It's fine. There's a lot of co- podcasts right there. Um,
0: He's just laughing at all the money he made and Top Gun Maverick loves it.
2: One of the movies I saw in the theater. Um, so uh, yeah. So anyway, I turned to my mom at some point, and she's just laughing, and she's having a great good. time. Yeah. She had, oh she loved it. Yeah. So that's great.
0: Yeah. And your mom didn't catch COVID at any point during any of this traveling or anything like that.
2: No. Uh, according to my mom, she's never had COVID. Now, a few weeks ago, uh, she was just as sick as she's ever been. Just incredibly COVID. sick. Bad fever. Just <laughs> didn't know what was going on. I said, did you get any COVID tests? She said, I did one uh, at home at some point during that, and it came out like negative. And I was like, well, it's probably COVID.
0: Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Dr. Adam in the house.
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, odds are. Uh, mm-hmm. Given her symptoms,
0: uh,
1: it's a good chance. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: So, but she didn't die, so that's good, good news for good. for my mom. Maybe we can go see another podcast the next time she's in town.
1: Fantastic, nice. Next, so, Jared, regular uh, regular date with your mom. Yeah,
0: yeah, we love it. I'm glad she got to come into town, see the family, get some culture, and uh, escape relatively unscathed. Uh, Jared, do you want me to list my uh, my comings and goings over the last five months or do you want to take the next round
1: i think i have a shorter list than you so why don't i go next okay all right so Give us like list. adam i i made it to a couple of live shows um mm-hmm. i did uh the letter live tour which was a lot of fun it was um first time they were here they were at the pantages theater uh this time they were at the state theater no sorry they were at the orpheum that was a much bigger upgrade um <laughs> and they brought much more of the cast with them so that was a lot of fun um, I went to see Weird Al Yankovic live at the State Theater. So, you know, hitting the Hennepin Theater Trust uh, on the regular. Um, did a, uh, I guess, quote unquote, remodel of the uh, second bedroom in the house. Not, I wouldn't, like, we didn't do any structural changes, but finally got around to painting it, um, building out um, workspaces, shelving, stuff like that. Uh, it's still in progress, but uh, the, the bulk of the work is done on that. Uh, and then probably the biggest event. Of the summer is our our after a three year absence, we finally made it back to Convergence in downtown Minneapolis, the big science fiction, fantasy, uh, speculative fiction, fan run convention in the Twin Cities here that it's been a mainstay of the scope over the years. Uh, it's been a number of years since we've been, you know, for obvious reasons. So we finally made it back.
0: Well, Adam, so that's
1: kind of my summer.
0: That's a good that's a good list, Adam. I mean, my laser beam focus goes right at Convergence. Uh, number one, I really haven't talked to Jared too much about it, so that's sort of exciting. And the fact that we are talking a massive convention with a lot of people, there's a lot of danger involved with airborne illness. There's a lot of nerdy not topics to be covered. The
1: ninjas that invaded on Saturday, we oh, cool. had to fight them off.
0: Are you are you cool sounds, with it, the it, cool with the con, Adam?
2: I mean, I I can't I can't not want to hear about it, but man, that. Second bedroom remodel, uh,
1: kind of hits different in, <laughs> once you get in your forties, doesn't it? <laughs> Sounded really <laughs> interesting.
2: <laughs> what HGTV <laughs> program were you, you know, using as a inspiration? Uh, but yeah, Convergence. Let's share. Let's, sure. All right,
1: all right. We can talk about the remodel some other time. But so Convergence is back. Uh, this is the, I guess, technically third year in the um, uh, in the new hotel. This is the Hyatt Regency Downtown, right on in, uh, in Minneapolis, on Nicollet Mall. Uh, it's a very different hotel. If you're if you're at all familiar with how Convergence um, had been set up in the past, um, at the Sheraton, DoubleTree, Radisson, the former convention hotel, it in many ways was the ideal convention spot. Um, there was a lot of function space, um, but it all sort of centered upon this uh, pool area um, and function space with two uh, floors of cabanas and other uh, function space around it. This was the central hub of the convention uh in years past and it was always a place where you could just hang out and sort of take in the vibe this hotel doesn't really have that i mean they've got kind of a big seating area by a fireplace that you can congregate there's the big main stage and there's some space there um but for the most part it's more spread out um which has its pros and cons i think i think some of the function spaces are a lot better um for things like Cinema Rex, is their movie room, the space they have at the new hotel, it's, it's just bigger. It's symmetrical. It's just a, m- a much better space overall. You can get to all the floors uh, by escalators. So in a lot of ways, it's really a great, much better space. But there are some downsides too, like um, con suite. And, um, the con suite experience at the old hotel was just like an entire wing of of the, of the building where you'd had multiple rooms with food options. You had places to hang out, play games, and you could just basically hang out there, look out over into the pool area and see what people were getting up to. You could see all the way around. You could see all the hotel rooms, the parties going on. It was just really a huge scene. And, and that whole con suite thing is just not there anymore, unfortunately. So hmm. it is what it is. And, and I think that the convention through uh, both the move to the hotel and through the pandemic has seen a drop off in attendance. Um, last year specifically, it was capped at 2,500. Um, we didn't go, I sold my tickets, uh, this year, um, I had gotten a hotel room with the intention of doing the whole thing again. And then sort of a week or two out, we kind of decided like, well, maybe we don't need the hotel room. We'll just day trip it. And so I canceled my hotel reservation. Um, I could tell it was going to be a little lighter, uh, Attended because, number one, you could still get hotel rooms a week in advance in the convention hotel, which is very rare for that convention. And two, they were offering a coupon code for $10 off a pre-registration, which they've never done before. Um, in the end, it wasn't too bad. Um, I think it was about forty-seven, forty-eight hundred 4,800 people attending, which is down from the 6,000 plus that it used to be um, at its peak, but is certainly not a small number of people. <laughs> But they mm-hmm. had a vaccine and mask mandate, so I think for the most part we felt pretty comfortable, pretty safe. It didn't didn't feel overcrowded. Um, uh, we went to a number of large main stage events and were able to sort of sit where we wanted. Didn't have to wait in any long lines. Um, there were some reports after the fact of people self reporting um, being positive for COVID, um, and they they did a pretty good job of of contact tracing. So we get emails for about a week afterwards you would get a a, a nightly email of the people who had self-reported where they said they were and when and you could sort of cross-reference that where you thought you were to think oh was i exposed was i not there were a couple events that we had been at that other people who had tested positive were at um my suspicion is these people were positive going into the convention and either didn't register a test or did not test or whatever because they were like immediately positive like at the con and post it's like well it doesn't doesn't manifest that quickly, but still, neither one of us, as far as I can tell, got it, didn't feel any symptoms or anything like that, so made it through unscathed, and for the most part, it was was an entertaining convention. Uh, There was a lot of events we went to that, like, we tended to go to more of the improv comedy performance type events, less of the uh, genre discussion panels and stuff like that, but yeah, we managed to find things to do over the course of four days. So.
0: So when I used to go, you you had that programming aspect and you had the other, the other half, which is the party aspect. How much has that changed? Uh, do you think that it will be changed forever? Uh, given the fact that it's downtown and you know, we're, we're dealing with a a pandemic and that's sort of ongoing. And you also have a different group of people in a lot of ways that are going to the convention, right? People are Mm -hmm. aging out. New people are coming in. Um, how do you see those two sides of the convention working going forward?
1: So, I think from the party aspect, there's there's the personal perspective on it, and then there's the actual like kind of more overall uh, situation at play. Um, I'll talk to the latter first, which is the hotel is just set up completely differently. So they've got um, they've got party rooms sort of spread out. It's hard to explain without diagramming it, but essentially. There's three floors, and there's like they're kind of on the far side of the hotel, so you end up having to go up to like f- the third, fourth, or fifth floor, and then walking through a bunch of hallways to get to the back wing where the rooms are. Once you get there, it's it's a similar thing where they've got you know kind of their their suite room, where they've they've done the decorations, so and they've usually got a greeter at the door. Um, they've done a good thing this year with or in the last couple of years, I should say, where they've got kind of signs like posted on the doors mm-hmm. that tell you like what if it's alcoholic or not, what the hours are, what sort of like food they're serving, like just a lot of information about what's in the party. So you can kind of prejudge if you want to go in or not. Um, But it definitely isn't central to the vibe of the convention like it used to be. And I think that's, I, I, it's hard for me to quantify if, if that has an impact on whether or not people are going to them because going back to the personal side of it is we just, aren't as interested in it anymore. And part of that just could be where it's just out of the way. And it's, it's definitely a destination. It's not just incidental to where you are. Um, Part of it is um, we're older and aren't as interested in being in a loud party room at 2am and drinking mystery shots. And part of it is, you know, it's hard to eat and drink uh, when we're still in a pandemic. And so some of these things maybe we'll get back to over the years if we, you know, feel like we're safe enough to do so, but I think to some extent I think we've sort of just passed that prime party age um and consequently we was it Thursday or Friday? It might have been Friday. It doesn't really matter. We just we we did a tour of all the floors and kind of just checked out a couple of parties one night for maybe 30, 40 minutes. And that was it. We never went back for the rest of the convention. We never went back to the party rooms. Hmm. So far, far sounded like there were, yeah, it's very different from how it used to be. I mean, you can go back. We did a series of vlogs um, on the Scope YouTube channel from six, seven, eight, nine years ago. I don't even remember. Um, where we kind of chronicled every night of a convergence. And those are, that's very indicative of kind of how our our con participation was at that time how that hotel really vibed and it just it's it's just a very different thing you know right we're different people and the convention's different and you know i don't know if they'll ever get back to that uh that peak in attendance i don't know that they necessarily want to i think they have to hit a certain number of people to make the numbers financially work so you know they're always trying to get enough people to show up because it is a you, fan run right. convention but
0: Do you see um, younger people coming in uh, as older folks are like, we don't need this crap anymore? Or is that is that kind of a hard thing to tell? Uh,
1: It's hard to tell. But anecdotally, I would say that there is there's still younger people floating in. Um, You get the anime crowd that always seems to be coming in at the low end. Um, And then there's always the older people who will age out and maybe they just do a Mars con or maybe they just kind of drop out of the scene altogether. Uh, and there's plenty of other smaller, more focused science fiction conventions in the area um, throughout the year that people tend to go to. If you're, very, if you're into Doctor Who, there's very specific Doctor Who cons. There's horror cons. There's, yeah. you know, Convergence is very much more of a pan-media convention. Um, but if you're looking for a very specific coverage, you can you can find those events.
2: Good on you, Jared, for uh, not staring at, uh, at the young people. I think that's what uh, Shane was getting at.
1: It that's, just, that's, there isn't,
2: that's all always
0: where I'm,
1: my brain and there's is not going. necessarily that opportunity anymore because like it's, it just physically convergence at the old hotel was everyone was mingling together for hours uh, on Friday, Saturday night. And it was just, you know, a very different thing. So right. these days you have, if you're going, if you want to go ogle some, some young person in a, in a costume, you have to go specifically find out where they're going to be.
2: Like, you have to put in the effort. you gotta put in the effort
1: you gotta if you want to time out the exit from the masquerade then you've gotta you gotta be down there and (laughs) waiting for it
0: yeah it's a different world isn't it it'll it'll definitely definitely be an intriguing thing to see where it goes and you know it's interesting to see you sort of shift over to the content portion uh heavier than the party portion and uh you know like you said that could be due to a number of different reasons
1: and I all have right. the means to to kind of experience a convention in a different way. So,
0: Yeah, and that's how you should. If you enjoy it, that's how you do it. Yeah. Uh, so my turn. I've got a list I'm going to go through. Uh, you guys pay attention and then let me know what you think. We will start with my officer model. You can see behind me that I am in a totally different room. We've got all sorts of stuff, toys in the background, bright lights. I'm not uh, bathed in those tubal fluorescent lights anymore i'm so happy about that covid during the officer model uh second <laughs> dead cat i have a kidney stone attack at an airport oh yeah uh, i forgot about that one <laughs> audrey goes to prom my mom has math-, math massive health issues uh two new cats audrey gets her license college tours i'm a tennis dad and uh my high school reunion <laughs> just had my last high school reunion. just happened a, a weekend ago uh we i'm gonna say i'm putting that on the list but i've got a got a specific story about it next for the next show so you probably don't want to hear about that but mm-hmm. there's a lot of other gems on that list what what say you boys
2: um so i feel like jared knows all of these um <laughs>
1: I've heard a, I've heard bits of all of them. Obviously, I've seen the remodel in action uh, over the weeks it took. Um, so I'm, I'm very pretty intimately involved in that. But I know that you were jonesing to talk about my remodel. So maybe you want to hear about Shane's remodel.
0: Shane. The kidney stone story is also very good. Let's not talk about your
2: parental uh, illnesses. Mm-mm. Yeah, that-, that
0: sounds not fun. No, it it's not fun. I will just say that right now everything's okay. But there good. were there were some crazy things that happened, but uh yeah. So
2: you're really clickbaiting it right now, Shane. I am. Cl- yep.
0: <laughs> you know, if we were doing like a YouTube thumbnail, I would just be like holding a hammer and <laughs> <laughs> So what do you think? What do you want to what do you want to talk I, about? What I, do you sir, think is I the sir, juicy? I sort of want to tell Adam the kidney stone story because it's a good one. It's my I best kidney stone the It's my best kidney stone story yet. I remember so, these
2: from the old from the old place where right. we worked together. Y- yeah. You would always tell me how you couldn't have soda because you would get kidney stones, and I'd laugh at you for being an old person.
0: Yeah. So and now,
2: let's let's hear the latest. So um
0: <laughs> So I think the kidney stone was late March, early April, um, and I started having weird symptoms of kidney stones, which I've said this before in other shows, you know, I'll I'll be sitting around and I'll get like a weird pain in my leg or just sort of an antsiness, and I'm always chalking it up to other stuff, right? It's like, oh, I just must have slept wrong or whatever, This time around, I was a little bit more cognizant because we were preparing to go on our first fleet vacation since uh, the pandemic started. We were going with a group of people down to the Alabama shores. So this is um, this would be like southeast Alabama, uh, up near close, kind of by the panhandle of Florida. It's a real tourist. We all know where Gulf Shores is. Sure. I don't know. I did not know where Gulf Shores was. But um, so so the kidney stone was definitely on my mind as I started to feel some of these symptoms. And about two weeks before, I pass a kidney stone. Just go to the bathroom, out it comes. Real small, like I would say, you know, a large grain of sand. So not necessarily very big. it. how do you know? How do you know what size it was? Do you see it? Because I strain it like what i know so when you know you have kidney stones you need to strain your urine is this yeah. like a
1: medical strainer or is this yes. just like a colander right out of the it's, kitchen
0: it's what we actually use for our spaghetti I was and say <laughs> I, is this
1: where the medical is going
0: i fire it up by, with the little 409 <laughs> after i'm done and we just throw it right back into the drawer um no i strain it with the, like a medical uh, medical grade strainer which is made specifically for this stuff
1: pass the mm. kidney
0: stone guess what I still felt like shit afterwards, so I'm like, "Oh no, there's more coming." So that was the do. baby. About uh, about a week later, so we're probably probably four days out of getting on the plane. Um, <laughs> I pass another kidney stone again, about the same size, sort of sort of small. It's probably not something that you normally would feel. like I would guess the average person would it's not feel. It's gonna be tight, y'all. Um, but then. Everything sort of settles down. A little bit of my kidney stone feelings settled down. That's great. So uh, oh, that four days pass, and we get a ride to the airport from a friend. And this is the absolute truth. You know, hand to God, if you're into that sort of thing. Um, I step out of the car, uh, go to the back, pop open the trunk, pull out our bags from our friend's car, and immediately I start feeling intense kidney stone pain like this is not going to be good like there's there's a certain dullness in your lower back when things are happening that if you've had them you know exactly what it is it is Ah! varying (laughs) levels of intensity uh depending on kidney stone and how it's moving but it is very very distinct um and every step i'm taking into the airport it's getting worse and worse and worse and like carrie can see it She's looking at me. She's like, are you okay?" And and (laughs) and I say to her, I think we've got another stone coming. And so now there's a low level panic that sets in because our plane leaves in two hours. And the flight to uh, we're flying to New Orleans. The flight is about three hours, two and a half hours, three hours. And then to get to the um, Alabama shores, it's another two and a half hour drive. So and you're driving Yikes. through mostly small towns, you know, and for, there's just not a lot of hospital action. They so, don't take
2: kindly to uh, this this whole complaining about your
0: urinary tract. Yeah, just right, rub some
1: there. dirt in it. <laughs> it's not a, It's
0: not. It's not looked upon kindly down there. So um, we get we get our tickets, you know, get all that situated at the kiosk, and then we go into the you know the the security line. And And it shows up
2: on your complete body scan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, sir, you've got a boulder in your penis and we got to take care of this. No, like it was so, it was so bad. The pain started to get so bad that I could not stand up. That's how like I'm doubled over in pain and I'm starting to like do the calculus in my head. What's going to happen here. And, uh, you know, I, I suffer through the line, good 15, 20 minutes. And then, as I'm in the line and getting, you know, getting by the, the guy that's checking my ID, I screw up half the stuff that they're asking me to do. Like, oh, you got to take off your belt. You got to take out your wall. All that stuff. Like, I was so out of it that I wasn't even thinking. And I had to go back. Just, like, through
1: the pants around the ankles, boxers yeah. out. <laughs> I, I, like- I
0: literally, literally want to strip down to nothing. And. And I had to, they actually called me back three times, (laughs) three (laughs) times to get through the line because I didn't do something right. I didn't take out the right thing in my bag. It was just a freaking mess. So make it through. Now you're sort of in the airport part and we're walking down this long, you know, concourse. Of course our flight is at the very end of one of the longer concourses and everybody, we got a whole group of people, probably about 15 people. And, um, I just say to everyone, like, listen, I'm in a lot of pain. They, I need to go sit down by the gate and leave me alone because I, I just, I don't want to talk to anybody. You guys go get food and we'll see what happens. So I'm sitting now in this giant, super full area, just surrounded by people and I'm rocking around. I'm in pain. I'm turning green. (laughs) Like I was in such pain, Adam. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. And, and, um, then they make the announcement to like start boarding. And at that point, I'm like, I'm sort of texting Carrie. And I said, I have to make a decision whether I'm going to go on this flight or not. And yeah. the last second, I'm just like, I can't do this. I cannot be on the plane and be in the States. You know, they could have to land the plane for me. And like, I just, I won't yeah. do this. To, I won't, I won't do this to people. So I just texted her and I said, I have to get home. Let's call the person that just gave us a ride to the airport, see if she can come back. She she wasn't there. She did. She did not answer the phone. So we we called another friend who was also going on this trip, but they weren't going for two days later. That's the happy ending part of the story that we'll get to. And we get we get Megan on the phone and she's, yep, I'll come and pick you up. So I'm like waving goodbye to people limping down the concourse there. People are wondering, should I get a buggy ride down to the end? And I, I'm just like, mm-hmm. nope, I'm just going to walk it. It feels better to walk. Got me, you know, got me to the area where uh, my friends couldn't go any further. They turned around, went back. And then I just sort of wandered in the baggage claim until Megan came and got me. Um, And it was very, very painful. But in the meanwhile, Carrie is bawling. My daughter is like, I hope Dad's okay." But Carrie's (laughs) really, really freaked out and very upset. And I, I was just like, there's no way you guys should stay here with me. You've got to go. It would just be such a pain in the ass to try to schedule this with three people and trying to figure Mm -hmm. out if I'm going to, if I'm going to join you later. Um, So get a ride to the, to the, the hospital where in the meantime I've called my, my parents are not, I think I don't, Jared, I don't know if you were around. I don't remember. I could have given you a call. but Uh,
1: Yeah. I don't think I was, or I don't know. I don't remember. I feel like, I
0: feel like I would have given you a call if, if you would have been around, but what I always do is I call Carrie's parents. Uh, my parents were in Arizona. They were not back yet. So there was really hardly anyone around to actually take care of me. So Carrie's parents meet me there. Um, the So I'm at the local hospital. They bring me in. They give me for whatever reason, they give me very low level pain medication. Usually with kidney stones, they're very quick to drop you like the morphine or something like that. I don't know if there's like addiction issues now and they don't, They wait to see, like maybe I'm trying to screw them over. I don't know. But they they gave me something that barely took the edge off. And then they took me back for a a scan. And guess what, Adam? There's a kidney stone. Big surprise. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) A giant one. It was it was about five millimeters, which is for a kidney stone to pass on your own. That is about as big as it can get anything bigger than that. They probably will go in and get it. So I was very borderline. The good, wow. good news was, is the kidney stone was almost in my bladder. So they said, usually when you have the pain like that, it means that the kidney stone is making a big move. And uh, that's good. It's but I making still wasn't, money moves. I was still in a lot of pain. So I'm chugging water. Um, they get me back. So I've probably been in the, in the hospital room, the ER for about an hour. Carrie's mom is sitting next to me you know, just trying to be as nice as she can. And I just looked at her and I said, I got to get more pain meds because I am, I'm dying here. So the, the nurse comes in and we tell her this. And just as about, just about as she's about ready to call the doctor to Mm -hmm. get that pain meds, I literally feel like a giant snap in my gut. It's the only way I can explain it, like a big pop. And then all the pain went away. And that was it. The pain went away. So doctor came in. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I feel fine right now. Oh. And so they're like, well, it's probably in your bladder. And that means you could very well pass it, but we don't know for sure. You're Smell like, you I'm sorry, doc.
1: I'm, I'm yeah. on a um, time to party. And you pop right. <laughs> the top of a sixer of white claws just <laughs> right there right in there in doctor's face. You're like, I'm out of here.
0: So I think this was on either on a Saturday. I think this was on a Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. And the big decision, Adam, was do I go on this flight? Do I try to reschedule? We had a group of friends that were going two days later and they rented a car. They could fit me in the car. That was the big issue. Like if I went any other day, everyone would have to drive back from Alabama to New Orleans, which is like, you know, six hours of driving, which just seemed insane to me. And uh, I had to make a game day decision and. I'm just like, I'm chugging water. I don't feel the pain. We're going to go for it. And uh, we had to use a little bit of magic because the the airline did not want to give us. They're like, yeah, we'll reschedule for you. And the cost of the rescheduling will be the cost of what the ticket originally cost, which was expensive. And uh, a friend of ours who is like a platinum member of Delta, she she then got on the phone and actually got them to reschedule for free. So that was great. We got a free rescheduling. I went on the went on the flight. We had a great calm flight. We had a great drive the entire vacation. I didn't I chugged a lot of water, didn't really feel any kidney stones, made it back. It was great. Um, And then probably I think it was three or four weeks after we got back, um, I eventually passed like out of the blue. I passed the stone and it was a monster. It was actually bigger than five millimeters Uh, passed on its own. It popped out. And uh, so far, so good after that, Adam. But boy, that was quite a that that was a rough day because that also was the day that we we were scheduled to euthanize our second cat because she was so old and sick where she literally couldn't she would fall down the stairs. So it was a it was a big day of highs and lows. It was a very sad day, but I was. Very happy that I didn't have a stone in me while I Mm -hmm. was, uh, you know, taking the life of my favorite cat ever. So, yeah,
2: you jinxed yourself by uh, starting the summer and announcing to everyone how it was the summer of Shane. Uh, So, you know, this is all your
0: fault. Yeah, it totally Mm -hmm. was my fault. But I'm kidney stone free. I there I think there could be one more kidney stone in a kidney. They did the scan. So it's a smaller one. That's good. Went and had a had had like a medical uh, thing where they gave me some ideas in terms of what I could do for diet, that sort of thing. So hopefully I'm doing the right things and
2: You said and, no, I love eating kidney stones, so
0: I'm not gonna uh, say yes. that I continue is what I do. to consume I, I, them. I find kidney stones and I eat them. <laughs> and then I just let them go through my system and get lodged up there. When you, you know? pee so, it
2: out, it doesn't it doesn't hurt then. It's really just the passing through other
0: organs in your body so so that's a great question um thank you for once you've done it (laughs) for once you've done it yeah the the master interviewer over here the experience of peeing out a kidney stone it's like there's a pressure and a pop that's the only way i can explain it there's like a little pop inside of you sort of up in your you know penile area and this one was the biggest one i've ever passed you know like without going and getting it in it. Really so was getting
1: be- you're getting better at making them, which is Yes, nice
0: that's thing. <laughs> the thing. And it's it's not particularly painful, but there is a discomfort and there's a feeling like you've never had before. Like stuff coming out of there should not be solid. That's I think that's the life lesson and you can definitely tell that it's <sighs> coming.
2: Hey don't judge. It, yeah.
0: it might be just a tiny second of pain, but really the big pain is getting to the bladder. Once it gets yeah. to the bladder, it's you're probably in pretty good shape. You have like a ninety-five percent chance of passing it.
2: Is there an equally Whoa! Uh, Whoa! an equal level of pl- uh, relief uh, after it's after it's gone? Or is when it just like, I oh, when, when it I
0: pissed it out, I actually did like a fist pump like this. You could see it. I went <laughs> yes, just like that, and it feels just. When you when you get that out of your system, it, you feel like a whole new person because yeah. you don't. The guy have at the that.
2: urinal next to you is like, "Oh, this guy."
0: Yeah. Well, l- luckily that was in my house; it was not in a urinal because that would have been weird. But yes, uh, I'm not normally cheering in urinals. Like I did it. All the urine's gone. Fist pump. <laughs> Listen to me with
1: no context. I'm a winner.
0: <laughs> so that was that was the case of the I don't know tenth kidney stone I've had. I don't want to draw
1: this out longer because we've gone real long already. But I yeah. do have a quick procedural question. You've gone yeah. through TSA. You've obviously <laughs> you've checked into your flight. How do you unwind yeah. that to run away to go
0: <laughs> deal with it? What do you mean? Like, unwind? I'm just,
1: like how do you, do you just leave the, the airport? How does that? How do you undo having gone through TSA and <laughs> and and checking into your flight? Like how do you clean that up after the fact?
0: I, I don't know how it was cleaned up, but um, I can tell you that. You just left. You just left. Like, I, t- I texted Carrie. I said, "I've got. You got to get down here. I'm leaving." Um, and then one of our friends have- walked walked me, and we. I just walked like I was walking out of the airport. So I. You did know, you have went-
1: any checked bags?
0: Yes, I did have checked bags. So that the bag was went, without you. that bag uh, flew without me, and and the crew took that bag.
2: Yeah, I don't think they yeah. like it when uh, someone puts a <laughs> no, puts I mean, a, it's a bag a, a- on a plane and then don't doesn't show up on the plane.
0: Yeah, yeah there's a lot of no, problems no. with that. I don't even know if you're saying he's. Yeah, I mean, fond of yeah, I mean they the would system. know. They would know that I didn't check in because they're always they'll be like, "Oh, we're waiting for one more passenger, right?" So, yeah. so I'm someone assuming someone in your that party, said told something. Them. Something. "Yeah, he's off to the emergency right. room. Uh, <laughs> wheels up, let's go, party for us."
1: <laughs> it sounds like you've given the Terry's a good idea of how to uh, explain system.
0: <laughs> 3D printer, baby. So, yeah kidney stone free uh for weeks of three i don't know some sort of rhyme there but i'm feeling a lot better Kidney than stone that, free
1: right in 2023
0: yeah that's the, that is the feeling so we've told our stories what comes next everybody nerd roundtable we ha- we haven't done that in forever we've got coming soon uh we've we have got to f- talk more we've got to talk uh, more this is crazy this is yeah. like almost an hour. It's insane. But let's take a quick <laughs> let's take a quick break. We'll do a five minute segment, and then we'll cancel cancel the rest of the show. Jared, <laughs> be back in a second.
1: Hey, folks! That time of the show where I tell you support us on Patreon. There's a couple people who do it, and there could be a couple more if you just get off your lazy butt and click a few buttons. You want a, this show to come at you on a more regular basis? I mean, you could hope for that if you support us on Patreon, but odds are Shane's going to get uh, more kidney stones, Adam's going to go gallivanting around town with his mom seeing podcasts, and I'm probably just going to sit at home remodeling my office again. But if we do manage to do shows, you can help uh, support those <laughs> things at patreon.com slash show. It costs, you know, a dollar a month. There's higher tiers, but, you know, we're happy to get the dollar a month. Honestly, do it. Head on over there. There's some perks. There's some stuff that might happen. I don't know. You've heard this before when you haven't taken action. I'm not sure what I can say to convince you to do otherwise.
0: But What a, what a salesman. I got
1: I to gotta try, right? Patreon.com slash the Scope Show for more information. <laughs>
0: Hey everybody, we're back. Episode three hundred and thirteen of the Scope, and guess what? The longest running Scope segment <clears throat> in the history of our show is back. It's the Nerd Roundtable. Is you know, it really it's the where, longest running. I think this is, this goes back to the very early days of the Scope. Uh, this is the bit where Jared, Adam, and I discuss relevant and exciting pop culture issues with laser like focused, focused, and the quickest of wit. Wit, right. I say. Wit, I say. Let's dive right in, shall we? Purely off the cuff, that entire line. I've got three topics, and I'm excited to bounce it off these boys. We'll start with topic number one. Jared Adam, which medieval fantasy show are you most well are you most looking forward to watching? HBO Max's House of the Dragon? There's a few episodes released already. Or Amazon Prime's The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. I think that's the Lord of the Rings story that takes place thousands of years or a thousand year before uh, the movies. Uh, these did not include the opinion and input of uh, Mr. Peter Jackson and boy, Jared, your fingers look really bizarre <laughs> in a pixelated sort of way. I don't even know what to make of that.
1: Doing a little finger wave, you'll see it clearly on YouTube. I don't Adam, know, what, I don't know where that came from.
0: Adam, I'm starting with you because you are known as the biggest medieval fantasy guy out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. please tell me which one intrigues you most.
2: <laughs> I mean, you're right, because uh, I have all that fan fiction about the Matrix. The, the Matrix 2 in-universe, which is the, the fantasy Matrix. Um, I don't know if you guys know the lore of the Matrix, but there have been six <laughs> matrices, and the, the second Matrix was the fantasy one. Um, <laughs> I don't know uh, what does the, that how, that
1: does the how does the Merovingian factor into he this?
2: Was, he was the... Oracle of the second one. Okay. Uh, of, of that one. Sure. Oracle? I think the Oracle Architect Yeah, eh, sure. Um, I don't give a fuck about either
1: one of these shows. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch either of them.
2: I don't care. Um so did I'm Did you not watch be... Game Did
1: you watch the original Game of Thrones? Yes, yes, I watched Game of Thrones. Are you so I... turned off by it, how it ended you're just like not even gonna bother anymore?
2: I thought everything was fine. I thought the uh, uh, last ten minutes uh, of the finale was bad because you know Bran and um, completely yeah. from
1: like three four years ago, right?
2: Um, and uh, you know, just not yeah. I, the way they anyway, the way they they did that wasn't you great. Know when but you know what he's saying, everyone. Yeah, don't yeah. don't.
1: Don't make him have to repeat I,
2: it. Yeah, honestly, it's not just the brand stuff. It's it's everyone's uh, ending felt just it was not. A rough,
1: it was a rough final season. Yeah,
2: with some highlights, but yeah, yeah. I, I am rough. not a a hater, um, but I you know what? Uh, I don't I don't care about prequels anymore. Uh, I don't um, you know. I would say the thing, the worst thing about the last season of Game of Thrones is how they destroyed, uh, uh, what's her face, you know, Dragon Lady. Uh, like her character became, you know, completely un unhinged,
1: unhinged, but like unempathetic. empathetic. Like uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we liked so I'm her like, for I don't, so long, and, I don't and then they
0: screwed it up. I yeah. think they
1: could have gotten there if they had taken more time to actually. Yes. Yes. It was unearned, it, but they didn't. It was,
2: yes. It was, it was, but, it was an unearned change. So I don't care about her family. I, whatever. I, it's, it is not interesting to me. So no, I have no interest in, in watching that show. Uh, and I think Lord of the Rings is boring. I thought that about the original trilogy. I thought that about the hobbits. Um, I, I, I don't right. care. Uh, I think it's funny that Amazon trucks now are, are painted up, uh, to advertise this. Um, I think it's funny that it cost a billion dollars and it's maybe, um, uh, Bezos like own passion project. So like, I don't really ever hope things don't work out, but I kind of hope this doesn't work out just cause that's kind of funny. Um, uh, from, from a Bezos standpoint, not the thousands of people probably working on the show. Mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I that's I think that's all I, I've got for it. Maybe, you know, what? maybe they'll be amazing and I'll start watching in season
0: two. But uh, that's that is not my uh, my plan. Jared, I'm going to piggyback off of what Adam said, just because I feel like you've got a better take than me. And we'll wrap up the question with you. Um, okay. I'm, I feel pretty similar to Adam in a lot of ways. Uh, prequels don't really do it for me. It's, it's, you know, Better Call Saul is probably the best prequel there ever has been. And even that sort of, you know, took its time to blend its way into the Breaking Bad universe. Um, I'm with you, Jared, in the sense that Game of Thrones could have gotten where they needed to go if they just would have given themselves another season or two which to this day I don't
1: even a full 10 episodes (laughs)
0: right yeah like I don't I don't know why they rushed it I I'm not I don't poo poo that last season it was
1: all it was all money is why they rushed it
0: yeah I mean it, it it probably was as good as it could have been given the story that needed to be told and the time that they had to tell it but it still was like disappointing um and in terms of Lord of the Rings I never saw the last two Hobbit films I was so turned off by the first one I never watched the other two Um, I like the original three movies, and I think that might be enough to get me to watch Amazon's show. But I guess if I had to pick one, uh, House of Dragon probably excites me a little bit more just because it's more current in the sense that I remember what happened in Game of Thrones. And I can, you know, connect the dots between the the original show and the old show. And there's other spinoffs coming that might be of interest that might tie into that as well. But um, I'm not super jazzed for either one. Jared.
1: I I'll keep this brief. Uh, I'm looking forward to um Lord of the Rings uh, Rings of Power uh more than I am uh Game of Thrones uh, prequel. Although I am kind of enjoying the House of the Dragon so far. Um right. I thought it was a weird choice that they just went right back to the Game of Thrones theme music in episode 2 like maybe write a new theme, but whatever. <laughs> I, don't know. Um, I just found out some interesting information um, today, which is going to be a bit spoilery, but I don't think you guys care um, because I haven't been paying attention to the production of the show at all. Um, at some point, season one, uh, sorry, uh, if you don't want to listen to this, uh, skip ahead like 10 seconds. Um, there will be a time jump and uh, some of the younger characters will be recast with older actors. So that'll be fun.
0: I didn't hear a and word you said, so that's good.
1: Okay. You can hear it when you re-listen to the show, which yeah, you always absolutely. do. 100%. I always do.
0: I'm, I make no, I, notes, I'm and en- I figure out what we do wrong and what we do right. And a lot of reading for Adam's part.
1: I am enjoying the House of the Dragon so far, and uh, it's renewed for season two, so I'm sure I'll continue to watch it. And But I am looking forward to the, uh, Lord of the Rings, Ring of, Rings of Power more, um, and I think that's got a multi-season guarantee already. So
0: Yeah. That's,
1: that's Strap five.
0: in. Yeah. Question two. As I read this, the world of streaming televisions television is in crazy-go-nuts territory. HBO Max is cutting shows and budgets amid its uh, Warner Brothers Discovery merger. Netflix is the worst-performing stock in the S&P 500 this year, and they still haven't greenlit a second season of Sandman. Mm-hmm. And Peacock is looking to get more money by charging a monthly fee for people that used to get it free by subscribing to Comcast. But here's my question. Given all this nonsense... What's the best streaming service right now? If you could only have one, Adam.
2: Here, here's what I'm gonna say. What's the best streaming service that doesn't actually exist? Paramount Plus, because um, no one mm-hmm. has Paramount Plus, uh, but they do have Beavis and Butthead, uh, the, the movie and the new series. Yeah. So it's got to be up there.
1: Um, they also uh, they also have the offer, the limited series about making the making of the Godfather, which I th- was so enthralled with, I burned through it in like three days.
0: Okay. Got to watch that. Adam, the yeah. question is still on the table. Best yes. streaming service. If you can only have one,
2: right? Okay. The best streaming service. If you can only have one is, um, access to a bunch of your friends Plex libraries. Oh, uh, if we're talking if we're talking about something legitimate, I, th- I mean, I it's think gotta be it's, legit. Yeah. I mean, I think it's Disney plus for me. I think it's Disney plus, um, like I, I think I probably use HBO Max. My mom's HBO Max, uh, the most. But um, you know, with with where that's all going, and really, I mean, what I, you know, I'm probably looking most forward to, is, uh, as far as prestige, you know, like kind of primetime esque, uh, shows and and movies and stuff. Like I mean, it's probably Marvel and and Star Wars stuff, and uh, and Bluey, you know, Bluey's only on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for Will, that's uh, that's important. So yeah, I, I think Disney Plus is going to be my my All answer.
0: Right. Jared, I'll jump in. Uh, so my question, my uh, the answer to my question is depends on one thing: do I have mm-hmm. cable? If I have cable, if I don't have cable, then I would say Hulu is the best, uh, just because there's enough crossover for other shows that you can you can normally find on cable networks that would make my wife happy and make me happy. And they've, there are a few prestige shows on Hulu that I like. You should um, watch The just, Bear. I want to watch The Bear. And we just saw they just released a trailer for the new Handmaid's Tale season. Boy, that looks the, like the a, old
1: man. Another good show. on that Hulu. looks
0: like a laugh fest, doesn't it? All those fun, <laughs> all those fun shows. Yeah. But if um, I do have cable, I would probably, you know, probably lean towards HBO Max in the sense that there are so many good shows on HBO that perpetually excite me and are are really fun to watch, uh, just good television. They've got that pedigree that that HBO's had for years and years and years. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I I think every streaming service has its pros and cons, right? I mean, I love in theory, I love Star Wars and Marvel, but I haven't necessarily just fallen over myself for the Star Wars and Marvel stuff that's been on disney plus right now so it doesn't quite the bad batch yes i like the bad batch um and then you know there are shows on netflix that i absolutely love but there's also a lot of crap in there that's not really worth my time so i guess if i have to pick one pick one i would go towards hbo max jared i
2: had not heard this peacock news that is ridiculous
1: Mm -hmm.
2: no one's going to not
1: watch peacock
2: no, no one is going to subscribe to that. Here's what I'll say about Peacock uh, that I, cause I know this cause it's free. It's the only reason I'll watch it. That's That's it. The exclusive they have
1: home of the office though, isn't it?
2: Uh, yeah. The office and parks and rec and uh, I hear
1: good things about Rutherford falls. Uh,
2: yeah, maybe um, they <laughs> have uh, a thing in their app. If you swipe to the left where it's a guide, and they have channels, but it's like the office channel, right? Yeah. And so you pick it and it's just mid episode. It's, you know, cause it started at nine and it's just, it's nine fifteen, So it's just wherever it was. And sometimes they play them in order. Sometimes they play them in random order. And that is really enjoyable to, to watch sometimes. And I don't if, understand if why everyone that
1: linear, if you want that linear television feeling where you're just, just whatever's on is what I'm watching.
2: Yes. I, I, I feel like that yeah. is a, a thing that everyone should do. Um, I know that there's some free, free service that has that also. Pluto, yeah, Pluto TV uh, does that too. Um, I think they should all do that. All right, that's all.
0: That's it. Hello, <laughs> hello. I'm just I'm taking here. it all in. All right. Okay, so. Final question?
1: Do I get to mention oh, anything? Yeah, not, or sorry, no? Adam
0: confuse me. Jared, you do it. Sorry. <laughs> Honestly,
1: I've got f- I've got four choices and it really depends on what you're interested in. Pure volume of content? If you want pure volume of content, Netflix is your choice. It is the most expensive. If you want the decades of high quality programming uh, and, and uh, depending on how well it survives a merger, HBO Max is your choice. Um, there are just so many. You've got the entire library of HBO programming. You've got a ton of great Max originals um, that are, many of which are coming back. Not all of them, unfortunately, because there's a bunch of shenanigans. You can read up about it all you want. If you need Star Wars and Marvel in your life, Disney Plus is obviously your choice on that. Jeff Goldblum comes along for the ride on that one. Um the best value in streaming I've been talking about this for a year now with people who will listen to me Apple TV plus It's five bucks a month, and they've got some great, fantastic shows on there for all mankind. It's worth it for that alone. That show is incredible. Those are my choices. Cut, print, moving on. Severance Severance, another great show.
0: Have you watched that show, Adam?
2: It's too depressing for it's too. Oh. Not depressing, that's not the right word. Bleak.
0: It's for me. it it's exceptional television. It's really good.
1: Final season of C just uh just dropped its first episode. So I gotta watch that. So Blackbird there, miniseries, great stuff. Uh the, Shining Girls miniseries, great stuff. There's a lot of miniseries on there too. So right. you can get in for six, eight episodes and then you're done.
0: The one thing that we have talked about, you know, since the beginning of the streaming wars was that wouldn't it be nice if there was one place to go for all of your streaming needs? And it's clearly that's not, ne- we knew that would never happen. We knew that people would be spending a lot of money to get the streaming services that they want. And for anybody that thought that they could beat the system of not having cable jokes on you, because uh, you're probably paying as much as anybody else that just has cable to get the shows you want. So
1: there's probably uh, a two-year window where you you had a better value proposition, but now it's yeah. come back around.
0: Big business wins again. Final yep. question. This is a big one. What do you think about Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> Phase 4? We have had, at my count, we've got seven films. We've got a number of television series. And, uh, you know, we've got, in terms of films coming, still Black Panther's the only remaining film in, in phase four. Uh, and in terms of TV shows, I'm looking at an untitled Halloween special, the guardians of the galaxy holiday special. And between those three things, phase four wraps up. Um, Jared, what say you are you, do you love what Marvel is doing with this or not quite sure what they're doing? What do you think?
1: Uh, I will admit to some disappointment with phase four. Um, I think I've liked parts of all of the films for the most part. Um, there hasn't been one slam dunk film. That's so the caveat here is we have not actually managed to see Thor love and thunder yet. That will hit um, as this episode is released this week on Disney plus day. Um, I saw so it. I'm sure We'll see it right did away. Did you like
0: it, Adam? Uh,
2: I did not like it as much as Thor Ragnarok. Um, and I wanted to like it a lot. Uh, I like everything and everyone involved in that so yeah i didn't like it so as
1: much. we'll see yeah no. every film has been uh, a bit of a disappointment to some extent others more than than others others more was than others? spider-man sure.
0: disappointment to you no way home you know the,
1: i liked it in the moment but i haven't been wanting to go back to watch mm. it i like for the most part i liked multiverse of madness in the moment i didn't love it but i liked it but i haven't managed to make it through it on Disney plus I haven't managed to make it through Shang-Chi again I haven't made managed to make it through Eternals um I'm just a little eh on the on the movies at the moment I understand why they're probably cutting phase four shorter and maybe I don't know if they're, It was always meant to be a little bit shorter um or if they're sort of kind of like trying to reset but whatever um, you got a bunch of tv mixed in there which is has been of mixed quality um WandaVision I thought for the most part was exceptional um, maybe kind of fell into some superhero or, or Marvel uh, movie tropes at the end, but whatever, it was pretty good. Um, I thought for the most part, the first season of Loki was really good, and then they sort of dropped that surprise, like, ah, we're just setting up a season two, and you're like, oh, okay, now it feels like you didn't really deliver on the first season as much now mm-hmm. in retrospect, but it, it, I still overall liked it. I think the rest of the shows were a little like Captain America and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think had some great themes to it, but didn't always deliver compelling episodes. Um, Mark uh, uh, Moon Knight was just like not for me. It was fine, but it wasn't... I wasn't... The character is not one that I cared about and whatever. Hawkeye was sort of like, I don't know, maybe this will be fun. K. Bishop was mostly fun. And I like that they brought Kingpin back, but overall it was like, eh, whatever. It's like, it seems it seems inconsequential. It doesn't seem important. Um, although Tony Dalton... You gotta love Tony Dalton. If you're a fan of Better Call Saul, you know mm-hmm. you're a fan of Tony Dalton. Um, what else? Ms. Ms. Marvel, Mar- I th- Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. I thought was great. I loved it. I loved the the all the family stuff. I thought the themes were great. Um, I think that was a, a an interesting way of sort of recontextualizing that character in the MCU versus how the comic book uh, character is. Um, and I thought that they did a great job portraying the culture. They made a good job of, of having representation both in the cast and in the crew uh, across that. I love that. Um, and I'm so far enjoying, uh, She-Hulk quite a bit, even though the CGI is still very uncanny valley, but for TV, I'll allow it. It's fine. So, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not hating it. I'm not like, like done with Marvel, but it definitely has been a step back. Um, and it's not as much of an appointment television event as it probably should be
0: do you can you do you concur with that adam
2: yeah i mean i I think that's kind of the the you know pretty uh, i don't know well accepted view right at this point like
1: and they have uh, to feel that right
2: yeah like has there was there another phase where we had a black widow and eternals uh like to me those were just like those were just i really disliked eternals um I don't know why that one. That one just to me felt incredibly disconnected and and different. Felt like a DC movie uh, for some reason to me.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, Black Widow just felt like it had no stakes because it, you know, being a you know, a prequel. Not a prequel, but you know, uh, where it is in the timeline. um, It
1: it very much felt like. Yeah, it's about time we did this. Yeah, right. It should have happened. But the problem sooner. is,
0: yeah, but you killed the main character, so it's like right. all yeah, you're doing like. is setting up the next. You know, it's it's a legacy film that you're setting up the next Black Widow. Luckily, we like the next Black Widow, but still, you know, we don't. We just don't want to see a movie about how she's going to be dead. <laughs> yeah, because we know it. You know, it's another yeah. prequel. There you go.
2: Um, I, I do feel like the action in. Uh, uh, Shang-Chi w- was really good. Um, mm-hmm. that was, I think, 100%. the guy that, um, actually was, I think, the Matrix, uh, um, stunt coordinator. Um, which, if you watch the, you know, Matrix 4, uh, he was not involved in that. And that's probably to the detriment of the action in that movie. I know that movie wasn't about action, but, um, yeah, so it's like the the beginning was kind of weird uh, with with those three Spider Man. Uh, I've liked this Spider Man um, run probably more than any other um, you know character in in the MCU, and something just felt off about this one. Yeah, um, I, I feel like it's like you had this global, universal big bad, um, and then trying to reestablish stakes after that is just weird. It's um, hard. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen Dr. Strange yet. Um, Mandy looked at the cover of it and she said, that looks scary. Uh, so I just haven't gotten around to watching it by myself. Um, and then yeah, and yeah, they, TV... did, they
1: did intentionally go, wanted to have a, a
0: horror yes. film. Yes. So. That's that, that's on point.
2: Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the TV shows, it's, you know, my opinions are the same as everyone else's. Uh, WandaVision, good. Falcon Windsor Winter Soldier, not good. Uh, though it did give me uh, the ability to see uh, who plays the guy that's uh, Captain America uh, temporarily. Uh, Goldie Hawn's son. Yeah, uh, uh, Wyatt. Yeah. Wyatt, Wyatt, whatever. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. I think, um, I Wyatt. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Russell, say. Russell. Um, Russell, there we go. Yeah, I've seen him in like two other things. He is so hateable. Uh, Like he plays that really well. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, yeah, didn't like that Loki. Good Uh, Hawkeye. I I am a big fan of uh, what's her face that plays Kate Bishop. Bishop, Um, and if that's just to establish uh, her um, uh, as Hawkeye in the MCU, fine. Um, It was like a Christmas show yeah it was was, fine it was light yeah um i liked moon Knight, but i don't understand why it was made um and then yes miss marvel i wish i wish miss marvel was less superhero-y but i understand it's a marvel show it should be superhero i i I like that show a lot i'm liking yeah the non-superhero
1: family stuff was was much better
2: yes so the her being a teenager stuff uh was was good um there's that mindy kaling show on netflix uh that she produces or writes for i don't remember uh that kind of reminded me of that um and you know i, I like what that show does so uh, ms. Yeah, marvel, I, ms
1: marvel and stranger things kind of followed a similar arc in their current seasons in that that you have that the first few episodes are very much like teenager high school mm-hmm. we're having fun with this this is great and then they get into the bulk of the story and it takes them out of that environment and you're kind of like oh but that was fun
0: yeah, oh yeah well. that was fun
2: so i don't know uh I agree that it is not, it doesn't feel like appointment viewing, uh, TV or, or, you know, movie wise.
1: And yet I will um, still watch them on the yeah. day they drop. The I, TV I think, shows, that is.
0: I think, I think yep. phase four suffers from two things. One, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of content. And, you know, that in itself takes away from this idea of appointment TV or appointment movies. Uh, also, you mix in COVID and you deal, you deal that into the equation. You got some problems. But the other thing is, is that, Phase four doesn't really feel like there's a unifying goal or a unifying thing that everything is sort of working towards. Maybe there is, but it's d- certainly not clear compared to previous phases. You know, everything was, you know, we've got phase one where we're establishing characters. Phase, phase two and phase three is, you know, getting the infinity stones and sort of explaining what that stuff is. And it, that was sort of the theme. And then the end of that phase three was, you know, the giant cl- climactic battle. With phase four, like Adam said, you don't have a big bad. So you're trying to reset and figure out what what that is. But in the meantime, like looking at all these movies and stuff, you know, you've got Shang-Chi, which is kind of like this mysticism that doesn't really connect to things. You've got Eternals, which is big godlike creatures that we don't even have any idea how that fits into the equation. You've got... No Way Home and multi- Multiverse of Madness, which is the multiverse stuff, which is another big theme. Uh, you know, WandaVision deals heavily with the mysticism and the witches and the magic. Uh, Loki is more of that multiverse stuff. And Moon Knight, I don't, again, I don't really know what Moon Knight has. It's like Egyptian gods. How does that fit into this? And then you've got more of like the Miss, the Miss Marvel She-Hulk, which is lighter, fair, more character driven that we can tell it just, I don't really understand how it fits together. And it sort of confuses me in a way. It's kind of like going to the comic shop on any given week. And, you know, you've got your pull list of 10 different Marvel comics and a couple of them connect, but a lot of them don't. And maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that Disney needs content, right? They have to have, they've got to be churning out these shows mm -hmm. and not everything can be connected because, it would just be impossible to make that work. So they're not going to do that, at least in this phase. So so I don't know. I, I, fa- I found it a bit confusing. I found it a bit disjointed. I think there's been some winners in some of the stuff, just everything that you guys have said. But I think there's been some dogs and stuff that just hasn't interest me as much. And I'm kind of waiting for them to bring it together a little bit, which I'm assuming will be kind of through the multiverse Loki, you know, that sort of whatever that turns into like the secret wars battle or whatever, and taking all these multiverses and eventually merging them into one would be my guess. Cause I've said it before and I'll say it again. That's how they're getting captain America. That's how they're going to get iron man and all these characters back eventually is that they will come. There'll be different versions of them from different universes and blah, blah, blah. But until then, who knows? Thank you. What, you, I mean, think that you think the of, part of it is what?
2: Oh, sorry. Like, I, I don't, I was wondering if Shane thinks that Chris Evans and uh, Robert Downey Jr. are coming back no. in their roles because no, of never. the multiverse.
0: No, okay, they'll never come back. Either. I will they'll, they'll re. I think I've said it before. Jared does not agree with. Doesn't think it'll happen. But I think that they will recast those roles with other actors because you're you're not going to be in a situation where they paint themselves into a corner where they won't have like an original Iron Man or original. When
1: Captain I when America. I when I made that statement, that was pre multiverse. Like, yeah, I didn't believe that they would recast Captain America as like the Chris Evans Captain America, being the same character but someone else is playing the role. I don't mm-hmm. think they would do that, even though they did do that with with Bruce Banner. Um, <laughs> I, but the multiverse changes all that because we've already yeah. seen that they're they're they'll do different versions of a character in the multiverse, played by a completely different person. So that obviously opens up that whole thing. So. Whatever. I think part of this is is audience expectations, too. We've expected everything to be connected, and maybe they've been a little ham-handed in how they've handled that. And either sort of trying to connect things, but not maybe doing a great job of, of doing about it, or not connecting things and not being explicit that this is its own thing. Right. Um, so we'll see. There's a lot more content coming. I I have confidence they'll, they'll write the ship. I'm sure they've gotten all the feedback they care to hear about how they've done it wrong and they'll continue to adjust as they go forward.
0: Right. Yeah. And and there's still a number of great movies in the pipeline. A lot of interesting stuff coming. Fantastic four X-Men are all in the mix now. And uh, I think the really interesting thing is going to be how this black Panther sequel plays out. I think it's, it's a real challenging problem, and I kind of like the trailer, so we'll we'll see what it ends up being.
1: Trailer looks really interesting. Who knows what the film will be, though?
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We don't know. So there we go. We did it. Nerd Roundtable, three topics. We did it in very rapid-fire way, <laughs> as we always do. We cut right to the chase. So let's wrap it up. We'll take a break, and we'll be back with uh, Adam and coming soon right after this. Under the scope. Yes, indeed, it's under the scope. And it's Adam's turn to shine with Coming Soon. Oh, yeah. Adam? Yeah. Jerome is on my lap and he is ready for some fun Coming Soon action, aren't you, little man? He's ready to
1: consume some media. Let him know what's coming. Small kitty.
0: Look at how proper he is, Adam. He's a proper gentleman. He's like tuxedo all the time. He's ready to go out in the town. That's great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Adam.
0: Um, okay, hit it, Adam. I'm realizing, you know, like
2: we should start doing TV as part of this. We absolutely uh, should. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I have movies and music and video games. Maybe, maybe next week I'll, I'll be smart enough. Uh, so, anyway, we've got. Uh, this is for the week
1: of. I totally forgot s- to say I bought a PS5. I joined the current generation. See it? It's on right. It's right there. It's hey, on right now. That was that. on my list of things I did. Continue, Adam.
2: Um all right, so yeah, the week of September fourth uh I'll, 4th, I'll play yes. a Star Wars Battlefield too. Uh we've got coming up, uh Happily Ever After. I don't know what movie that is, but uh that's coming out. We've got Pinocchio. <laughs> that's that's the Wait, big is release. That,
1: is that only oh Pinocchio's uh okay, yeah, yeah. That's coming yeah. to Disney Plus though.
2: Uh yeah, Disney Plus. Uh Disney Plus day Robert Zemeckis, you know, the, the man famous, not for going back to the future anymore. He's more famous for uh, awkward animation styles. We love it. He has, he has uh,
1: bought, also, bought himself a cabin in the Uncanny Valley, and he's living there.
2: You got it. We've got Barbarian. This Barbarian. is uh, uh, one of the many Sarsgaard, uh mm. movies. Uh, this one, Bill guard. Um, we've got is this end a prequel of the road to the Northman. E- yes. Yes. No, no. this right. That's a different scars guard, <laughs> Alexander, um, sure. end of the road, a Netflix movie with queen Latifah, Ludacris, and Bo bridges. And I'm sure
1: underperform, <laughs>
2: uh, dark harvest. Um, I don't know. I recognize any of these people. Um, and flight risk, an Amazon movie. Hmm. There you go. But it's, it's stylized as flight slash risk. So that probably means something. So anything um, can happen. Anything can happen. <laughs> uh, music. It's like We've, face slash off. Yeah, exactly. We've got, I'm just going to read some bands that I know of. Afghan Wigs.
1: Yeah, heard of them. Built to Spill.
2: Flogging sure. Molly.
1: Yep. John Legend. These, these are all registering with 40 plus. Yep. <laughs> KMFDM. <laughs> yep. KT Tunstall.
0: All on brand. Uh,
2: Ozzy Osbourne. Hey, what's Ozzy's first name? Like, what's it? Is it Osborne Osborne? Like, what's his actual first name? Do you guys know?
0: I don't know. I always thought it was Ozzy.
2: O- o- Oswald. Oswald Osborne. I don't
0: know. Um, be um, Robbie Williams.
2: Right? Santa
0: Gold. His name is John Michael Osborne. So you're saying the
1: Ozzy is not... Hmm. Um, there you go. That's
2: so. There you go. Did I say Robbie Williams? Robbie, whatever. Those guys. Video Those games.
0: Guys. <clears throat> Some stuff's coming, right, Adam?
2: <sighs> Let's see. This week.
0: Maybe not this week.
2: This week we've got NBA 2K23, Splatoon 3. Mm. Some people might be excited for that. Um, we've got. I don't know. <laughs> oh. You got it in front of you.
0: NBA. I mean, AM, Splatoon are, Those are the big. Those are the big releases.
2: Yeah, yeah. The Tomorrow. My daughter was fun and loved things. video
0: games. She would play Splatoon. Now she's she's too cool nothing for it to do with me. Man, it's is that going to happen cool. someday?
1: Um, Jean, do you still want to get Madden after the terrible reviews?
0: Uh no. I've changed my mind. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I introduced Will to Minecraft. I had never played Minecraft before. Oh. I set up a Minecraft server on my my home server. And set, and I started digging, and he was like, "Can I do that?" And he just kept digging straight down, and um, our person couldn't dig back up because he, he dug too deep. And I don't know what to do at this point. But so you got to
1: jump in, jump in place box to yeah. so get up, or oh, okay. you just dig yourself a staircase to go back up. Yeah, you can complex. dig in more directions than just down. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. That's uh, he. He took the mouse and he, he
2: dug down. So that's all I know how to. That, well, he that, lives there now.
1: <laughs> they're in the Uncanny Valley with Robert Zemeckis.
2: There you go. Uh, that's it. Uh, we can maybe someone can say what uh, TV shows are coming out, but uh, probably not.
0: It so. it does. That's not how it works anymore, sir. It's not how it works. Thank you, Adam, uh, for your work, Jared. Yeah. Let's commence to the end. Finally, under, 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 under the scope. Yes, indeed, Jared. You, I know you've got four hours of uh, listener comments, so get right to it. Yeah. I think one of them is probably talking about the last season of Night Rider, since I think that was when our last show was.
1: <laughs> so, speaking of Night Rider, um, there is one of these. I, I'm into these, like you know, retro computer YouTube channels for some reason. Um, and one of one of the guys, he does a. I think it's called Retro Recipes is the name of the channel. He's been doing this series of uh, videos about converting his Tesla into a kit car because, you know, Teslas have auto driving. So he's like, okay. So he rigs up the lighting. He's got a little kit app that he can talk to and it will uh, respond to him. He's got, uh, doing a whole bunch of things to make his car um, into kit. Because of those, he uh, got invited to um, a car museum in LA. There's a, another YouTube channel called like Knight Rider History or something like that. It's all about the history of Knight Rider. But this car museum has a screen used kit car. Yeah, and he did a whole video touring this car and, and going over all the details, and it was pretty cool. If you're into Knight Rider at all, i recommend it. Anyway, that has nothing to do with comments on the last episode, yeah. because the Wait, only Way to keep thing the show ha-
0: moving, Jared. Way to keep the show moving.
1: You said Knight Rider, and I gave you some <laughs> wonderful content about Knight Rider. Did you ever watch Knight Rider, Shane? No. That wasn't your thing?
0: No, I didn't. I only liked sitcoms. I did not like Knight Rider, A-Team, Chips, forget it.
1: Oh, see, that was everything. I hated sitcoms. I liked Knight Rider, A Team, and Chips. So somehow we found common ground later in life. But as yeah. children, we probably would have hated each other. Okay, yeah, this is, this uh, let's get to, to too, our Dad. one. Let's get to our one comment for uh, uh, the run here, and it is a voicemail we got on the voicemail line. Here you go.
0: Wow. Did you catch that. <laughs> I, play, I did. I'll play it again
1: for you. Okay, interesting comment. I'm not really sure what you're going for, uh, sir or madam, or non-binary uh, creature. Not to say that it's non-binary It's what you don't hear.
0: What you don't hear. That's the key.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe one more time. Maybe we can parse okay. it out.
0: Okay. Well, listen carefully. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Honestly, we, we haven't been giving it our all, and we haven't been as regular as we should be, but... Uh, we're doing our best. We have busy lives at Yeah, okay, yeah, well, look, uh, if you're gonna pan- cancel your patronage, I can understand, but... Don't. It is what it is, I don't, I you know, don't understand. And, and we'll try to do better. That's all I can say. Yeah. All right, well, uh, your apologies accepted. We'll... We'll move on from there. So if you've got any comments you'd like to say, you can call our voicemail line at 612-21-SCOPE. That is 612-217-2673. Even if you just have some electronic beeps you need to send our way, or maybe you've got, like, I don't know, a pan flute, or one of those, like, little mouth harps that you would get. I don't know if you ever got one of those at the... um, Fort Snelling tour when you were a young kid but that's something they would definitely sell there with the rock candy you get a little mouth harp. you got one of those you want to play on the phone for us uh, call that voicemail line uh, or you can email us at comments at thescopeshow.com you can hit us up on social media we are on Facebook and on Twitter those links are on our website at thescopeshow.com which hopefully I won't break when I go and upgrade the uh, WordPress and the plugins in the coming weeks because I keep getting emails about how they're outdated please don't hack us us. Uh, if you'd like to watch us we have a YouTube channel Uh, uh, It is The Scope Show on YouTube. You can find that link also on our website. If you'd like to support the show, as I said earlier, you can join literally the handful of prime meat suspects who are giving us pocket change whenever we publish an episode. Patreon.com slash The Scope Show. For more information on that, Uh, that's all I got for you. Shane, taking up too much time.
0: Fantastic. Well, Jared and Adam, it's been a nice, tight show. You know, our typical... Non verbose type of situation, we did it again. Let's just ponder it for a second, shall we? Kept it tight. Oh, it's hilarious. Well, how about this? Yeah. Let's wrap this thing up, shall we? So, Jared Adam, thanks for showing up. To the fans, thanks for listening. For Jerome, thanks for listening. So, until next time, bye for now. Ladies and gentlemen, you find ourselves once again at the end. I hope you've enjoyed our time together. I know I have. Fear not, Scope Faithful. Days shall pass as if they were but a moment, and Jared, Adam, and Shane will return with another thrilling episode. Until then, send your comments to comments at thescopeshow.com or leave a voicemail message by dialing 612
1: 21 Scope at 612 217
0: 2673. Thanks for listening, Faithful fans. This is Tony Partington saying, Hey, though, tune in next time to another terrific edition of The Scope.